0: Here is the Drusha summary for Parshas Noach 2022. We began with the question, have you ever overreacted? Because if you look at the story of Noach when he gets drunk after he emerges from the Teva, it seems that his reaction to Cham, who would simply walked out of the tent, turns to his brother and Yafes and says, Brothers, do you see Dad? Do you see how he's defa- debased himself? Do you see how he's embarrassed himself? Go look at Dad. Simply told his brothers what Noah had done. Noah's reaction seems to be totally blown out of proportion, totally, totally over a total overreaction, almost to the point that it's so overblown it has to suggest Ham did more than simply tell his brothers, "Go look at Dad. Go look what Dad did to himself." Because Noah awakens and he's raging. He's cursing at Ham. He tells his youngest son Ham that you shall be a slave. Your family should be slaves forevermore. So what was it that happened? Because again, it seems almost as if Noah is saying, I'm fine. I did nothing wrong. You're the one who's in the wrong, Ham. You, by walking out and telling your brothers, you were the one who did something so horrible that you were, you were the one who's going to be cursed while I'm getting off scot-free. Says the Rebbe Salavechik, let's put this into context. The Torah is not oblivious to Noah's mistake. He made a mistake. He's going to be responsible for it. He will be held accountable. It was a terrible misstep to the first thing he does when he emerges from the ark to make wine, to drink it, and to get blacked out drunk. However, at the same time, we must also remember the context of what drove Noah to make such a poor decision. Think about the past few years of Noah's life. Starting way back when, when God comes to Noah and says, "Noah, build yourself a teva," and soon all of his neighbors see Noah, who was a leader, Noah, who was the person who had a good reputation. They say to Noah, "What are you doing?" And Noah explains to them how there's going to be an apocalypse. Noah explains to them how the world's going to be destroyed, and they start laughing at Noah. He becomes the laughing stock of town. Noah loses his reputation, and if that's not hard enough, then Noah enters the teva. And while the Teva is being tossed and turned in the maelstrom of the torrential downpours in the mobble, he has to care for the hum- all of humanity, the future of humanity, and the future of the, a- future of the animal kingdom. Think about the pressure he was under with the expectation that he has to care for every single animal because if anything goes wrong, that would be the end of that species. And it's a year of stress, a year of anxiety, a year of tremendous pressure. And so when he emerges from that arc, he's traumatized. He's traumatized as well because he looks around and recognizes the world that he grew up in, the world that he knew is gone. The people that he knew are no longer. And that is what causes Noah to make the foolish mistake to engage in drinking alcohol, to engage in trying to escape through the medium of alcohol. However, that mistake is Noah's mistake. That was a mistake between Noah and God. And that's what Yom Kippur is for. He shouldn't have done it. He's going to be held responsible for it. He's going to be held accountable for it. He should not have done it again. But the question is, the way in which Ham then goes and reveals that mistake to the world and posts it and shares that information with all his friends for all to see, the embarrassment that he caused, was that warranted? Was it warranted the embarrassment that Noah had to suffer subsequent to the already em- the embarrassment of, fa- of, his, of his failure? of getting drunk. Can you think of what the headlines looked like? Probably something along the lines of Noach, the great savior of humanity, reduced to isha adama, base man, to a man who's drunk. Across the headlines. You think everyone even knew about the context of what drove Noach, the anxiety that drove Noach, the pressure that drove Noach? Not at all. All they knew was that Noach had reduced himself to become this isha adama this earthly man a person who had failed and the question is now that they they knew this did they really have to know now that ham revealed this to everyone how did it edify them how did it benef- benefit them how were they better people because now they know knew that noah what noah was like at his worst how did it benefit them that they now knew that noah had a drinking problem especially if they didn't even know the context of what drove him to this and that's what was so wrong about what Ham did. He gleefully posted and the information of what it, how his father's failure to the world although there was no advantage that this information became public. And this we should contrast with the attitude and the actions of his two brothers, Shem and Yafes, Says the Pasek, whereas Cham runs out and says, brothers, look at dad. Shem and Yafes it says, Ve'ervas avihem lo ra'u. And the nakedness of their father, they did not see. And the embarrassment of their father, they did not see. And here's the key. It's not because they couldn't see it. It's not because they didn't know it happened. And therefore, v'ervas avihem lo ro. Rather, they chose not to see it. They chose to look away. They recognized that nothing good would come from them seeing their father this way. It was a decision they made, not because they were condoning their father's actions, not because they, re- they thought it was fine, there was no problem. It was an issue. They knew it was an issue, but they also recognized the circumstances and the context of Noah's mistake, and they understood, crucially, that they had no role to play here. It was not their job, and there would be no added value for them to look. It wouldn't make them better better people, and it wouldn't benefit them or Noach. There was no advantage, and therefore, rather than indulging the desire to know the gossip, the desire to know every salacious detail about Noach, they looked away. They chose not to look. They chose not to read. They chose not to engage, not to know the story. And this idea of choosing not to look, is something we need to incorporate into our lives. We need to recognize that although there's so much that's quote-unquote newsworthy out there, all over the news, all over, all over social media, that we too must learn to discern between what we should know, what is important to know, and what is irrelevant for us to know. What information is important for us to know, even if that's information that may bring shame and humiliation to others. Sometimes we must know those things and what is information that has no added benefit for us knowing, and will only bring further shame and embarrassment to others and negativity into our own lives. There is so much, so much posted online and in social media that has no relevance to us, other than the fact that it is good, lush, and horror. We will not be enriched, nor will be edified, because we know that information, it will not help us in any way, and it will only cause harm to others because the information is spread, we need to learn not to look. We need to learn not to see. To choose not to look. To choose not to engage. To choose not to avoid. And even in one small example, we're in the middle of the election season right now. How many articles and headlines have we seen that we know already from the outset that the goal of those articles is not the dissemination of important knowledge. It's not an analysis that's going to help us and guide us to make the best decisions when we get to the polls, but rather they are hit pieces, articles lacking any real substance with the single goal of taking someone down, of ruining reputations, and not at all adding any value or understanding or knowledge to the particular particular political issues or candidates. And it's true also in our own lives. So often we just we feel like we need to know, even though there is no advantage to us knowing. We hear someone perhaps is getting divorced, and we the first thing we ask is, well, why? We hear someone sick and we say, with what? We hear someone is single and we say, Well, what's wrong? Information that will not benefit us, but we feel like we need to know. And therefore, like Shame and like Yofus, we need to make a conscious choice not to look, not to click not to continue scrolling. And therefore the challenge to ourselves is before we click on a post, before we read an article, before we forward ourselves or before we, we send any message to say, am I reading this? am I reading am I posting this beca- posting this? Because it will make me a better person, because it will bring value to my life, or am I reading this out of curiosity because it is juicy the way Lashon always is? Because it is exciting to know about the dirt of others. And if it's the former, if it's going to make me a better person, then engage. But if it's not, then don't engage. We can choose not to see. We can choose to look away. We can choose to avoid. It's in our hands to act like shame and yafis and not to look.